Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. How the heck are you? I'm fine, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Yes. I feel like the last couple of episodes we recorded on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Definitely last week we did. Yes, I was going to say, not too bad for a Monday. And then give a disclaimer that we're recording on Monday, but our recent episodes have been recorded on Monday, Tuesday, so disregard. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyway, because it goes up not on those days. <laughs> doesn't matter when it's recorded. Yeah. I, have, I We cleaned the, con- the condo yesterday, mm-hmm. and I mopped and spot cleaned. Well, when I was smoking the bong in the house, I would sometimes, like... Like, little pieces of ash would, like, fly around, obviously, because yeah. <laughs> it's burnt material. Well, at some point, like, little dots got, like, stuck to the floor. And so I was scraping them up yesterday, and I have, like, black part of my nail. <laughs> like, just a little tiny bit. Yeah. But I'm like, get off. <laughs> We're getting so close to listing. It's so scary and exciting and all of the adult things. Yeah. The fact that I say I'm working with a realtor even, like, blows my mind. Yeah. So, like, that's what adults say. I'm not (laughs) prepared for this. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Waiting for the carpet guys. Yes. Damn carpet guys. (laughs) We have literally paid for that. Yeah. They, like, came out, did the estimate. We paid them for it. They're like, okay, we'll call you later. We're like, what? They're like, yeah, we're booked out for a while. Call you later. We're like, cool. you just took $1,300, like... Can we at least get a date in the books? Yeah. Nope. Call you later. Like, uh, thanks. We had a call with our realtor last week and she said she was going to try and call them and get them. Have a real adult talk to them. <laughs> yes. Well, she said with this specific company, she has a pretty good, like, reputation. She refers a lot of her clients there. So if she can call and be like, hey, this is one of my clients. Yeah. Treat them well or I won't refer business to you anymore. That would be really helpful. I'm nodding. <laughs> <laughs> In agreement. So we'll see. Hopefully that happens soon. It would be ideal if they contacted us like this week and they came next week. Mm-hmm. But my guess is they're going to want to book like two weeks out. So I hope they call us soon. Yeah. My mom, she texted me Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. And I'm like, first of all, why do you think I'm awake at 5.30 on Saturday? Right. I do work today, but she didn't know that. And also... I don't have to get up at 5.30 on a Saturday. <laughs> right? Who does? Your mom? Apparently. Because <laughs> she was up. But she's like, do you have a favorite quote, like, book related? <laughs> like, like from a book or about books? <laughs> she's like, either one. And I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you find one? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of quotes. But I'm assuming that it has to do with my birthday. So I can't ask her what it's for. And depending Mm. on what it is, it's a very different situation, right? Like if I, if, you know, if it's a t-shirt that she's getting made, which I'm almost certain it's not, but if she's like printing a shirt for me, it can't be like, you know, a Lemony Snicket love poem. (laughs) That's not going to make a good t-shirt, but it would be fine on like a bookend. I don't know what it is. It depends on the situation. I would pick... Three of your most generic, yet most meaningful generic quotes. Oh, I sent her the first line of Princess Bride. Okay. And what is that? Uh, This is my... It's along the lines of... I have it on my phone, actually. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you verbatim. Did we talk about this? No. In the opening lines? No. Episode? No? Okay. Uh, This is my favorite book in all the world, though I have never read it. Not a good t-shirt, again. (laughs) But I am almost 100% sure it's not going to be a t-shirt. So. I think that one fits a lot of, like, different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that wouldn't be good on a t-shirt because, like, it's not. Because what book? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> but any kind of, like, home decor that you can put right near book a bookshelf. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, now I'm curious. Me too. We'll probably find out together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of, we haven't told everybody yet. No, we haven't. We have some exciting news for you guys. We well, it's exciting finally for us. <laughs> exciting for us and for you guys because, like, I don't know, chemistry's better when people are in person. Emily and I get to see each other for the first time in what, like, three years, three and a half, one and a half. We went to Vegas together for your oh birthday. shit, that's right. Yes, okay, 
<laughs> that was a shit show, though. Yeah, we this still saw each other. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Well, for the first time since we're recording our podcast, mm-hmm. we get to be under the same roof and record an episode together. So that is cool. Yeah, it's going to be very, very weird doing all of this to your face. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. But I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you are and hopefully they are. So. Are you going to bring notes with you? I probably should. Probably. I can do them on the plane. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Are you going to bring them with you or are you going to do them here? <laughs> I'll probably bring them with me. Yeah. Just because I don't want to have to, like, take that extra time away from... Me. Activities we're doing. For my birthday. Yep. Happy birthday almost to you. <laughs> I was going to say happy birthday to you, but it's not even close to your birthday yet. No. <laughs> I actually get to see you on your birthday. I know. Barely, but still. <laughs> it's on still my birthday. on your birthday. For a whole hour and... A half-ish, maybe. 40 minutes-ish. Yeah. Yes. I think I get in at, like, 10, 20 or something. Yeah. I'm so excited. I do have, like... I am excited also because I have two stops along the way. Not excited about that part, but I am yeah. excited that I get to get off in Sacramento and get dinner. So hopefully they have an in and out in the airport in Sacramento. I should look and see what they have. At LAX, there's a Shake Shack. There is Dude, no Dude, Shake Shack just opened up the, like, three miles down the road from me. Nice. Yes. The only other one I've ever seen in my life is the one in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know what they have. I've never been to the Sacramento airport. Me either. I've been to the Burbank airport, but you might be there too late for anything. Yeah, that's my I'm, second stop. and I Yeah, it won't be I, like super, super late, but it'll still be like after nine, I think. Yeah. And that one's oh, and you're not getting off the plane. Layover. It's half an hour. No. We looked at that, that already. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. The only, place I, <laughs> the only time I can get off is in Sacramento, yeah. which for like an hour and like 40 minutes or something like that. But it's also right at five, so you'll be fine. Lots of places will be open for dinner. Yep. Nicole insists on drinking drinks with ice. <laughs> it's because they're usually a mixed drink, and those are not good warm. That's why I just drink water. But I do that all day, so... <laughs> Me too. My alcohol gets my sassy juices going. So you get the full Nicole effect. <laughs> oh! Yes. Should we say hey to our friends? Oh, yes! <laughs> do you know their name? No. Uh, d- hold on. Did you say one was Aaron? No. Absolutely not. No. I still need to listen to them, though. I know you do. No. They're Monique and Janelle. Okay. Over at... Not even close. Is marriage worth it? Hello. Hi, friends. <laughs> What's up? All right. My turn, Em? Mm-hmm. I go first this week? Yes. Okay. So, I mentioned we were cleaning yesterday, and my work did this raffle, where you went downstairs and they gave you a, you had to like pick a number off the board. And if you had like a check mark on the back or something, you won a little spider plant. Well, I did not win the spider plant, but as a consolation prize, they gave you a Mrs. Myers clean day cleaning supply. So that is my topic today is Mrs. Myers clean day cleaning supplies. Okay. So <laughs> yesterday I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, they're cleaning the apartment. Or the condo right now. What if Nicole picks cleaning supplies again, even though she's already done cleaning supplies? What are we going to do? No. Just the Mrs. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> but I was close. <laughs> you were. <laughs> this was on my mind before that, though, because early on in the pandemic, when people raided the soap, there was, like, only the fancy shit left. Yeah. Thankfully, I have remained employed and was able to splurge on the fancy hand soap because that was all that's left. Otherwise, I probably would have not bought. Not and bought. Not boughten this brand um yeah but it turns out i actually really like it and it's really not that much more expensive but it's pricier than my 79 cent soft soap yeah so yeah (laughs) so uh, mrs myers clean day is inspired by mrs thelma a meyer uh she is an iowa homemaker and a mother of nine so she is a real person uh one of her daughters was walking down a cleaning supply aisle and noted how chemical-y it smelled and how old and how around the block all of the ingredients and all of the supplies were. Like, bleach is bleach, has been forever, right? Like, it's necessary, but it's not needed in everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, she kind of had like this idea of, like, this is a quote from the website. It says, let's make cleaners that smell nice, like a garden, but work like the Dickens. So, I'm guessing that is, like, their slogan. They smell nice, like a garden, but work like the Dickens. That's what I've I- never heard that, but that could be their slogan, I guess. 
I popped, like, I saw it on, like, five or six different spots on their website. But I, I too, have not heard it before this. So I was like, is this, like, a pseudo? (laughs) Anyways, she named, or Mrs. Meyer's daughter named the company after her mother to channel Thelma's passion for the environment and her no-nonsense approach to living a healthy and balanced life. Thelma will gladly tell you that cleaning is something that has to get done, so we might as well make it a little more delightful for us and for the earth. I added for us and for the earth, by the way. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> That's mine. So, some cool things about Mrs. Meyer's Clean Day. Their products are cruelty-free. They have recyclable packaging, less the pumps and lids, which is most bottle products that are recyclable. You can't usually recycle your lids and pumps. The bottles that they, the plastic bottles they do use are made of 25% post-consumer plastic anyways. So not only are they recyclable, but they come from, or percentage comes from recyclable materials. Ideally, that would be more, but we'll go 25%. Their website has an ingredients glossary that tells you what the product is, what chemicals are in it, uh, what it does, or what the chemical is, what it does, and what it's what products it's found in. So say, I don't even know, like glycol. It would tell you what pro- products that specific glycol would be found in of all of their products. And they they're, go pretty extensive. So I thought it was cool that they were pretty transparent on what they use and what it's supposed to do. And <laughs> the sp- very specific products it's found in. Instead of just having to guess that, hey, we use this product. Figure out which one it's in. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason I like this product is because it actually smells really good. It does not smell like cleaner. It smells like the scent I get is basil. I really like it. I've definitely smelled the lemon before, but the basil is my favorite. So that was actually the soap, the first soap that I had that I tried and I liked. And then the uh, multi-surface cleaner that my work got me, uh, I also picked the basil scent. So they have really cool like garden scents. So yeah, some of them, there's a very wide, diverse range that they use, but a handful of them are uh, fresh cut grass. They have radish, Iowa pine, rose, lilac, mint, lavender, lemon, basil, verbena, gardenia, acorn, orange, clove, apple cider, peppermint, geranium, rosemary, honeysuckle, peony, and bluebell. I don't know what bluebell is, but... Bluebell is a flower. Oh. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of their products are made with essential oils and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. So the scents that you smell are actually essential oil scents, not just essence of added to olive oil or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually the, the plant ingredient itself. They do use coconut, corn, soy, and olive oils. Uh, however, all of the, they also do use palm oil, but all of the suppliers of palm oil are members of the round table on sustainable palm oil. And they support sustainable practices in eco-sensitive areas such as Asia, Africa, and the South America. South America, not because. <laughs> So those things are also important. So I, for me, I like that they're like all around wholesome. Yeah. They're doing things right over at Mrs. Meyer's clean day. Yeah. I used to have the, just whatever the like spray bottle, all purpose kind of cleaner. I used to have that in Rosemary. Yeah. Ooh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. So their products, they have four categories. So household cleaners, they have dish soap, they have hand care and they have laundry. Uh, for the household cleaners, they have the multi-surface everyday cleaner. Yeah, that one that I had. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have also. And it works really, really well. Mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised with how well it worked yesterday over at the condo. <laughs> they have a vinegar gel, which uh, gets hard water stains out of things or off of things. They have a baking soda cream cleanser. So my guess is like probably for grout or something. That or do you, have you seen the pink stuff? No. Oh, I don't even know if we have it in America. It might only be in, like, Britain. But it's like, like a t- it's like a paste that you like put on your stove to get all the like goop off it. Oh no, I have not. So seen it might that. be something like that. I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Myers also has a cl- glass cleaner. They have a surface scrub and they have a tub and tile spray, and also their version of a toilet bowl cleaner, like a gel toilet bowl cleaner. So that's cool. In their dish soap category. They have automatic dishwasher packs, so like compressed powdered soap. They have liquid dish soap, and then they also have like big soap refills for like... So you don't have to keep buying a 
the plastic the, container. The, yeah, the small bottle. You can just mm-hmm. use, like, buy the big one and have less waste. Yeah. In their hand care section, they have hand soap, hand lotion, foaming hand soap, and bar soap. And in the laundry section, they have laundry detergent, uh, the liquid form. They have dryer sheets. They have scent booster. They have fabric softener. And they have laundry packs. What's a laundry pack? It's like basically, my guess is like a Tide Pod. <laughs> you didn't look it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. It showed the picture of the package, but it didn't have like mm. a picture of it. Yeah. I'm. My guess is like it's a Tide Pod. It could be like a Tide Pod, or I used to have the seventh generation little pods, but they were powder inside. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those too. Yeah. I, I've also seen like the combo, especially for like dish soap. You have like the half powder, half. Like a cascade. Liquid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just really was, like, impressed with the way the multi-surface cleaner was and the way that their products smell. Works pretty good. Like I said, I, it's probably not a brand I would have bought in just because it's a little more pr- on the pricey side. But mm. if you need and want good smelling household cleaning products, uh, they're the way the way to go. They have an extensive list of cleaners and soaps uh, <laughs> for all of your household needs. And... Doing good things with the planet. So, yeah. Over here at Yes Dude, we like to support businesses like that. <laughs> so, yeah. That is all I got. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I've only ever had that one cleaner, I think. I haven't tried any of the other stuff. But we're almost out of laundry soap, so I might have to try it. Yes. Tell me tell me what it's like. I will. If you like it. Right now, we have the Everspring. For laundry soap? Mm-hmm. We just have the big bucket from Costco. The no-scented. Yeah. I like Everspring. It feels like... I mean, I don't, it's not a Target brand, but it feels like Target's brand of Mrs. Myers. <laughs> my turn? Yes, it is, Emily. Okay. My first topic is the circle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. You texted me about this a couple times this week. And yes. Because I, like, I watched season two. I didn't realize it started like two months ago. And there's only what? one. Yeah. The finale is next week. This week, oh, actually, God. on Wednesday. Did you binge it? Yes. I watched all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Perfect. So, The Circle is a Netflix kind of reality show in which players move into a remodeled apartment building in England. Salford or something. Salford, don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that town. Season one was filmed in London, but we'll get to that in a second. So the... Competitors move into this apartment building. Everyone has their own apartment. It's shot as though, you know, it's like two apartments next to each other and then like four down. So they're all like, yes. I'm like, there's no, that can't be accurate though. Because then you could hear each other through the wall and you would know. <laughs> like they have to be more right. spaced out than that. Unless the walls were soundproof. They could be, but they have, they all have balconies that they're not allowed to go out on for obvious reasons. But like, it seems like that wouldn't be soundproof enough. Probably not. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Well, sometimes, occasionally they'll like do a drone shot of someone like dancing because they all, there's always like mini games and stuff and they'll like give them costumes and like turn on some like party jams. (laughs) Everyone's just like drinking and dancing by themselves with each other. Okay. So sometimes (laughs) they'll do like a drone shot of someone like through the balcony like sliding glass window, but it doesn't seem like the, there's anyone also dancing in the apartment next to them. <laughs> so I don't think okay. that's accurate. I think they're more okay. spread out than that. Because it's just them in the building. It's not like they they have to like be considerate of the other tenants. Other people, yeah. yeah they they own the building for the show. Yeah. So everyone moves in. Everyone has their own apartment. They're not allowed to talk to the other players outside of the circle, which is the social media platform that was created for the show. So you can be whoever you want. You can play as yourself. You can play as Rebecca, as Seaburn did. Rebecca was his girlfriend in real life. And he used her pictures and was like, I'm going to be a girl. People like girls more. (laughs) (laughs) The premise of the show was that anyone can be anyone in the circle. Apparently, that was a quote that I got. This I did not know. It is actually originally a British show. That aired on Channel 4. The first season of that aired September 2018. It's like three years ago. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was that. And then Netflix apparently picked it up after that. Interesting. I don't know if the British version is still going. 
because there is no Netflix's The Circle Britain, right? Because there is Brazil and France, (laughs) along with the U.S. So the U.S. version aired January 2020, which was surprisingly fortunate timing, (laughs) since everyone was stuck in their homes anyway. Brazil aired March 2020, and France aired April 2020. I have not started France yet. I am a few episodes into Brazil. So the show treats being fake on the internet as something we all do, right? Which could go in the direction of, too bad you got catfished, you can't trust anyone. (laughs) But instead, it's more like, yes, of course we're all typing LOL, but none of us are actually laughing. We're just trying to make friends and, like, connect with other people. (laughs) And sometimes... text. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you're gonna be a little bit fake on the internet because you want to connect with other people and you want people to like you. Most of the players who choose to catfish on the show don't make it to the end of the show. Okay, so I don't know about Britain, Brazil, and France, right? I only know. I've only finished the US season one and season two is going to end this week, so I won't know until then. But obviously I know how it's played out so far and who's in the finale. But in season one, at least, if you were catfishing for the wrong reasons, you were figured out pretty quickly and sent home. Okay. So most of the catfish have a socially induced reason for it, such as Karen, who was playing as Mercedes, Didn't know the woman in the pictures. She just thought she was pretty. And I believe Mercedes is her middle name or something. But Karen was a 37-year-old black lesbian woman who was concerned that if she did play as herself, people would not like her and she would get sent home. (laughs) Right? Okay. So she decided to be Mercedes, who was, like, young and pretty. And she did make it halfway through the show. Okay. In the show, when you get voted out, you get to choose to go see one of the other players, right? So, like, at that point, obviously, <laughs> everything's being revealed. Mm-hmm. Full, full mask off. Yes. So, she chose to go see... I don't know how much I want to spoil. She chose to go see another player. Okay. And they're sitting on the couch talking, obviously, because that's the other person in the game who's going to understand where she's yeah. coming from. And when they asked her why she didn't want to play as herself, uh, she said, We fight to show who we really are and not what the world perceives us to be. The weight that we carry, people will never understand that. Which is, like, a good fucking point, Karen. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... The show doesn't villainize the people who are being catfish. And again, if you're not doing it... If you're doing it just because, like, I'm gonna go in there, and I'm gonna pretend to be this hot dude, and I'm gonna flirt with all the girls, and I'm gonna make it to the end, and then you're (laughs) not... It's not gonna happen. (laughs) It's not gonna happen. (laughs) One guy... Came in and pretended to be a hot dude, and he went home. He was the next person to go home. He was there for, like, a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. But <laughs> there's also this great scene on the show when that guy, who was pretending to be the hot guy, is like, hey, bro squad, let's all do a push-up contest. <laughs> See who can get to 50 first. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm in. <laughs> and then they all just sit there. Right? <laughs> because nobody's <laughs> actually going to do it. Because you can't no. verify. Who cares? Except for Shuby, who must be protected at all costs, because he does all 50 push-ups. Aww. <laughs> he does all 50 push-ups, and then he does. He tells her, he's like, okay, I did it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna go do a core we- workout now or something. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, me too, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's so good. He should, I think he should have won the show. He did not win, sadly, but. So pure. Yes, he was so good. He was he went into the show, and he doesn't have Facebook or anything. He doesn't like social media. He doesn't like what it stands for and what it promotes. And he ended up getting very far in the show. <laughs> okay. Because, like, despite what the media wants you to believe about social media, people just want to connect with other people. <laughs> like, if you're malicious, intense, <laughs> they're not gonna... It's not gonna happen. There's an episode of the actual show, Catfish... <laughs> Back when Max was leaving and they hadn't picked a new co-host yet. So they were just like having guest hosts on. And one of the hosts, Io, was 
in the car with Neve, and he was making some comment about, you know, catfish, and their IOs just like, I know that you guys like do this all the time because this is your job, but <laughs> from like a one-off standpoint, like it's really sad that society has told these people that they can't be accepted how they are, so they have to pretend to be someone else, <laughs> even if it hurts them in the long run. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And that is part of the reason why people on the circle choose not to play as themselves, like Karen, right? Because she knows that people are going to see her picture and hear that she's a lesbian and be like, yeah, I don't really, she's out. <laughs> like, we don't want to be friends with her, which is probably not true. That is so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Having studied social media, I have a really, like, weird outlook on it. For me, it's more, like, psychological. Like, it's the world, but amplified, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Like you were saying, it's told people, like, they can't be themselves because that's not what's going to get the like or the upvote or the this or the that on the different Mm -hmm. digital platforms. Like, that shit sucks. Yeah. But also at the same time, like, it's fascinating because it just proves all these psychological theories that people fucking suck. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's wild. Yeah. I do think it also depends on where you're spending your time. I mean, my most of my social media is on Instagram, and it is very much not that. <laughs> it is incredibly yeah. positive and uplifting and supportive. Yeah, and so, like... You can find those places. You just have to look for them. Yeah, like, that's where, for me, like, where hashtags come in. Like, follow the hashtags you like looking at, not just the ones that are like, oh, this is trending right now, what's this? Like... Go look yeah. for the shit that makes you happy. Not like, you have control of... Just that, but, like, the ones you want to be a part of, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you also have to A community. Yeah. Yes. You have to, like, participate. Mm-hmm. Social media is a weird beast. Yeah. A really weird beast. <laughs> yes. There is one uh, beautiful moment in the show in which Seaburn, who is pretending to be Rebecca, gets added to a, a group chat with the other woman... And one of them starts talking about their period. <laughs> <laughs> you did show me that clip. I did. That and was it's beautiful. hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, if that, if it were written in like a movie, he would definitely say something like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It would be so much dumber than what it is. Because <laughs> what yeah, it is, it... is him trying to give them advice. <laughs> He tells one of, he tells Sammy to just try to keep something warm in her because you know that'll really help. And she's like, "Oh, that's that's weird. It's for me. It's usually something cold." And then, <laughs> and then he says something about he always gets like pain on his left side. And then just the reaction shots of the other woman who are like, "Are you okay? That doesn't. I've never had that. That doesn't sound <laughs> normal." <laughs> that the left side is your appendix. Oh, it's friend. so good. <laughs> that is if, uh-huh. if you watch nothing else of the circle at least go watch that part oh my god yes just look up that clip it's on netflix <laughs> or on I um, post the link of that it's on, on twitter this week yeah it's on the circle the netflix facebook but it's so good <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one for sure yes i do want to watch that the idea of that intrigues me yeah i like the brazilian one so far love duma I'm glad. Spoiler alert, Julia got voted out. <laughs> I don't know who she's going to go see, though. Actually, he. He was pretending to be his friend, Julia. <laughs> He's, his strategy was, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to be this, like, hot tattooed woman, and I'm going to flirt with everyone. Except, like, he does it in a creepy dude way. Mm. Right? So, like, um, everyone was allowed to add a second picture or update their status. It was one of those two things. And then you can, like, comment on whatever people have just uploaded and like like stuff and all of the social media things mm-hmm. and duma says something to marina about i don't know whatever she was wearing or something about her being so pretty <laughs> and the guy pretending to be julia but everyone just thinks this is coming from julia is like oh no it's more than pretty because she okay so she's sticking her tongue out in the picture right <laughs> it's like she's more than pretty Look at that pink tongue. Hashtag I'm horny. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Is Julia bisexual? Like, I mean, yeah. That'd that's, be fine. That's the but whole like, character. But you can't 
It's a creepy Ew. guy. Like, <laughs> even I would not approach even another if woman I saying po- that. Okay, if I posted a picture on just like my Facebook and people were commenting mm-hmm. on it, and some forty-year-old bisexual woman came and commented, "Look at that pink tongue. I'm horny." Like, no, <laughs> I did not consent to you commenting that. <laughs> but right. You can think it all you want, but that is. But be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> gross and uncomfortable <laughs> very yeah that pink tongue hashtag i'm horny yeah. also who uses the hashtag i'm horny not me no never, never once have i used the hashtag i'm horny no. it's a bad hashtag mm-hmm. but part of me is curious to be like now i want to go look and see what shows up on the hashtag i'm horny maybe i'll do that after this right you should <laughs> apparently good vibes in portuguese is ashe so now we can say that. Ashe. Ashe. Spelled like X with a accent over the E. Mm-hmm. My problem is that I don't speak Portuguese. I could speak enough Spanish to like not have to pay like 100% attention to the subtitles. I speak mm-hmm. basically no Portuguese. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, I looked away. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> Demands your full attention. But it's a fun show. I like season one. Of the U.S. version more than season two. I'm going to say it right now. Season two feels less genuine. Not in that, well, it, okay. So there are more catfish that have made it farther. Because Seaburn was the only one who made it. So Seaburn makes it to the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, but he's the only one who made it to the end in season one. Uh, because people like Rebecca. Oh, Shuby. Shuby. <laughs> Shuby was calling Rebecca his sister by the end, right? <laughs> and they get no. there and it's Seaburn. <laughs> Nobody, like, flips out. It's like, oh my god, I maybe thought something was off. Hey, Rebecca, what's up? <laughs> like, nobody's like, nobody <laughs> flips out. Everyone's just like, oh my god. I was expecting You're a Rebecca. different face, but hey, <laughs> like, they know each other. So, I mean, obviously yeah. there were certain things that were not true. <laughs> like, get <laughs> pain on my left side. <laughs> but I mean you've spent all this time getting to know each other that's true but <laughs> season two is just a lot more game play game play game play game like, play people are being strategic in season one people would because you have to like rank them like rank the other players to decide who goes home and whoever has the lowest ranking it's not like everyone gets together and votes all at once okay so you just, like, rank them one through six or however many people are left. And in season one, people would be like, I would like to win. So I should probably put this person last because I think that they could win before I could. But also, I really like them and I don't want to play the game. I don't want to play the game. We're friends. <laughs> like, I just want to <laughs> be friends. But in this one, everyone's like, okay, yeah, I have to. I'm worried that this person's going to win. So I have to put them at the bottom. And then, no, you know. I don't think anyone's going to vote for this person, so I'll put them at number. It's like, or you guys could just, like, connect with each other and play the game second. Like, I understand it's a lot of money, but stats too strategy-based. Yeah. It sounds a lot like Survivor, but digital form. Mm. Like, you build alliances with people. And, well, like, yeah. And, the people you think are going to win, you, like, vote them off. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they didn't do that in season <laughs> season one. Everyone's I know, just like, this it, is my friend. It and sounds I like- very Survivor-y to me, which... For me, it, it can sounds like be Survivor, if, not The Circle. Yeah. It like, can be if you choose to play that way, which more people have done in season two. Yes. But the premise of the show is not necessarily Survivor, but on the internet. Yes. Exa- well, I know. I just was feeling like season two was giving me the Survivor vibes. Very cutthroaty. Versus, like, yeah, the social networking aspect of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's just going to come down to who's on the show. Yes, this is true. But it's a good show. You should watch it. I should watch it. I do like the premise of that show. I'm curious about it. Yeah. Shuby. Just watch it for Shuby. <laughs> he was season one, right? Yeah. Okay. My turn him? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like I've talked about this, but I looked on our list and I did not see it. <laughs> you <laughs> you always say I, that. <laughs> I know, but I looked on the list and I didn't see it. So it was free game. Okay. Uh, fa- fanny pack? You've not talked about it. Okay. Okay. I don't know why you feel like you've talked about everything. Because <laughs> you and I talk about shit, like, on the show. We talk about shit off the show. Like, we talk about a lot of things in our daily life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know for a fact we've discussed fanny packs because you gifted me one. Yep. Okay. 
So, fanny pack. Let me disclaimer here. Fanny in some countries is vulgar slang for vulva. Yes, it so is. The term fanny, <laughs> so the term fanny pack is rarely used in certain countries, such as Australia, Ireland, and Britain. Okay, here's what I don't know. What level is it? Like, in American words, what level is it? Right? Like, is it ass or is it fuck? Like... I was thinking about, like, body part terms. But yeah, sure. Okay. I was thinking, like... I mean, th- that also works. But, like, I watch a British, like, mommy vlogger. And one time she said Fanny. And I was like, Louise. <laughs> She's like, okay, great. Now I've said Fanny on the internet. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know what level that is. (laughs) How big of an offense was that? Yeah. Okay. So a fanny pack or a waist bag or a belt bag or a moon bag or a belly bag or a bum bag (laughs) is a small fabric pouch worn like a belt around the waist by use of a strap that sits on or above the hips and is secured with some sort of buckle. That is in a very lengthy term a fanny pack. It's a pouch on a belt. Mm-hmm. That class with the buckle, essentially. It's typically, like I said, worn above the buttocks. Uh, in the U.S., we call that your fanny. In, like, Europe, it's typically your bum. Um, so fanny backs or belt bags very well may be the oldest fashion trend uh, in history. Believe it or not. I believe it. <laughs> uh, Otzi, a.k.a. the Iceman... Uh, his mummified body was found discovered in the Otzel Alps between Germany and Austria. Uh, he lived sometime between 3400 and 3100 BCE, and he wore clothing from six different animal species and 17 different trees. That's a lot of trees. That is a lot of trees, right? For one outfit? It's what he was found on his his body. So yeah, was... for one outfit, that's a lot yeah. of trees. He had fashioned a belt from calf leather. And attached a calf leather pouch that contained three flint tools, one bone, all, and a tinder fungus. So I didn't know what a tinder fungus was, but it is apparently a fungi that grows on the tree, uh, specifically birch trees, uh, and is used as a fire starter because it crumbles easily and catches fire qu- quickly. Hmm. So all of those things are found on him when he was found in the Germany, Germany, Germanian Alps. Austrian Alps. We'll just say Austrian Alps. <laughs> Other civilizations, uh, such as the Egyptian, Scotch, Scotch, no, Scots, English knights, uh, etc., continued Otzi's tradition of pouches strapped to the body with, la- uh, with some sort of lace or strap. Fast forward to the 80s, and you'll find the fanny pack in its most polarizing form. Uh, typically, it was made from nylon or ripstop, and it was durable, comfortable, colorful, practical, but it was definitely not chic. Yeah. Their functionality, they were, is pretty much what made them popular. Like, they would not have been popular if they weren't functional. So they're functional because they're safe, hands-free, and which meant for people like you and I who like to travel, it quickly became their go-to pouch when they're out and about for the day. You don't have to worry about pickpocketing. It's, like, right there in front of you. When I just went to Vegas, that's what I wore. Because <laughs> you can always kind of keep your eye on it. You know what's exactly in it. And you don't have to worry about dropping it or losing it off your body. Mm-hmm. Travel boomed in the 80s and solidified the worldwide image of the typical American tourist stuffing their belongings into a, into a cheap little bag that rests on the butt or belly. So depending on whether you wear it your front or back, kind of gives you um, that, like, American tourists look typically fanny packs were paired with t-shirts and shorts which don't necessarily look all that professional so u.s travel is very different than travel in the rest of the world u.s we travel for comfort a lot of other cultures when they travel they travel in style um so (laughs) they like to be like hey this is me this is my culture here i am traveling the world Uh, whereas us americans were like fuck it we just want to be comfortable um so I guess where I was going with that uh, is that people in other parts of the world were not wearing these cheap little nylon bags around their bellies with shorts and t-shirts. They were picked up by the fashion industry, and the fashion industry loves nothing more than to uh, make everyone reconsider something that they've completely written off as uncool. And in this case, they picked up the fanny pack. So in the fall of 1994, Carl Lagerfield uh, created fanny packs for Chanel. Uh, and he made them from their signature quilted black lambskin. 
They were called belt bags. And currently, a vintage belt bag from that collection sells uh, upwards of $4,000. Yes. Just real quick. Lagerfeld. Lagerfeld? Lagerfeld? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a Lagerfield. <laughs> oh. It's no. Lagerfeld. It's, it's probably definitely Lagerfeld. Louis Vuitton and Gucci joined in on the fun uh, in the late 90s. And kind of at that same time, mid to late 90s, the fashion world was picking up on the fanny pack trend. At that same time, skateboarding and grunge was popular, specifically in Tokyo, New York, and L.A., and skateboarders started wearing the fanny pack as an easy way to keep their keys, weed, phone, wallet, and other items safe while skating. The skate brand Supreme began producing fanny packs early on in the brand's history, which not only made the brand popular, but also the bag itself more popular, because who doesn't love a cool new brand, right? Oh my god, they're selling fanny packs. You gotta get them. Skaters started slinging the bag over their shoulder, uh, kind of like a crossbody, to allow uh, for an interference-free leg movement, but also access to their personal items easier. So nowadays, I envision people, instead of pulling out their cigarettes, they're pulling out their vapes. So like much easier to grab your vape if you're it's slung across your body rather than your hips. Then you don't got to worry about it tripping you up either when you're doing your little skate tricks. Uh, now, fanny packs are just part of everyday functional fashion. Uh, you can go high-end, talking Gucci. I price Gucci, and they're about... <laughs> Or, no, I guess it was Louis. Louis was about $2,300 for a fanny pack, which is way more than I'm willing to spend. On basically anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. The only thing I'm spending $2,300 on is my car, okay? Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the way down to super cheap. So, like, you can get them even, I think, at the dollar store. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you go to big lots. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, pick that level of fanny pack and go with it. Uh, so, for myself... I like to wear them uh, when I do travel. However, I try not to pair them with shorts and t-shirts. Um, I typically like to wear them when I'm on the Vegas and Fre- uh, in Vegas, uh, specifically on Fremont Street. Uh, pickpocketing is bad there, and it's much harder to do it when it's strapped to your to your front and your hands are resting on it. So um, I also like to wear them at festivals. I can keep my phone in it. I don't have to worry. I can like headbang and I'll have to worry about my phone falling on my bra. All the cool things. However, I do have a camelback now. So I could probably bring that in, but I would probably still bring my fanny pack just because it's smaller. Yeah, lighter. <laughs> less, to, less to keep track of. And then I also wear them bike riding. Um, I usually fl- I have an Adidas one that I flip around and wear on my back, right above my booty. So that one, would, I guess, qualify as a bum bag. But I typically keep my phone in that, uh, my ID, and my cash if I want to stop and like grab a beer at a bar or something. If we're out for like a 10-mile ride. I don't know. I just like them. I remember... like mid 90s I guess maybe not mid 90s it was like early 2000s like right around 99 2000 I think is when I first like got my first like fanny pack it was purple it was plastic and (laughs) see-through I remember it It had a like an aqua belt just like one of those like nylon belts with a buckle Uh, loved the shit out of that thing I forgot they existed up until probably about three years ago Uh, and now I have five in my possession so (laughs) I do love a good fanny pack. They're just great. They're not like pulling on your shoulder like a purse. You don't got to worry about people stealing your shit. Just love them. Yeah. Convenient. <laughs> they are convenient. Very convenient. I own one. I probably have too many, but <laughs> I have the black sparkly one. I have the one you gave me. It's pink holographic. I have a bright coral Adidas one, which I'll probably bring to Phoenix. I have one that is metallic and it says rage on it in black lettering that I made. And then I have another hot pink one that I put a design on the front, but I don't remember what the design is. But yeah, so I have five. (laughs) One for all the occasions. Yeah. Mine is white with something on it. I don't know. I got it from the color run that I did in 2017 and I only (laughs) used it there. Right. Sometimes I'll be out and about and be like, damn, I wish I had my fanny pack. But then I'm like, oh, I'll just get one. And then I get one and then I have like (laughs) five. I just need to bring them with me. Yeah. Remember to bring them with me. Yeah, I do. I like a good fanny pack. They're fun. They're cute. Convenient. Also, my favorite thing is the fact that like your chapstick doesn't fall to the bottom of your bag. Like your purse. I mean, it would still fall to the bottom. It's just much smaller. (laughs) Exactly. Like you're not like digging around like for like old receipts and crumbs weeks. for some reason yeah <laughs> weeks worth of shit yeah uh it's just like 
small, condensed, easy to find. Mm. Especially if like we're in Vegas or somewhere warm where I, I'm always putting on chapstick. It's just nice to like not have to stress about where that's at in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> just right there in the little pouch. So yeah, that's all. <laughs> what do you have for our closing topic, Emily? My closing topic is strawberries. Oh, dude. I saw them on your salad today and I was going to comment on them. Yeah. It was so good. It looked fucking delicious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Safeway and they were like 88 cents. So I got two. <laughs> yeah. That was a good deal. Also, the limit was two. I was going to get three. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Safeway cough block and my strawberry fetish. Right? Anyway, strawberries are delicious. I just have some fun facts about strawberries. If you'd like to guess on any of them, go ahead. A lot of them have, like, numbers and things. So, do you know how many seeds, on average, a strawberry has? On average? Mm -hmm. 110. Close. 200. Oh, okay. 50%. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> close enough though i was a little over 50. yeah sorry i was doing math in my head <laughs> i know i was trying to also do that i think it's it's uh 55 yeah anyway <laughs> fact number two <laughs> i'm not the accountant i'm just the admin <laughs> do you know how many petals the average flower has on the strawberry plant six five to seven Woo! <laughs> nailed it I like my strawberries. That's probably not an uncommon number of petals, though. I think most no. flowers would have five to seven on them. Yeah. I was just thinking, because, like, there's usually three, which takes up, like, half of the strawberry, and then another three on the other side. So I was like, well, six? <laughs> Educated guess. Technically, berries have seeds on the inside and don't come from single a single ovary. So strawberries are in their own group. Are they? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they're the only berry that has seeds on the outside. Well, it's not really a berry is the thing. Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting at is that technically it's not a berry because it comes from a single ovary and the seeds are outside. Okay. Strawberries are the first fruit to ripen in the spring. I did not know that. Yeah, we didn't. I think we, I think there were strawberry plants at one point at our house, but we really took a lot more care of the blueberries, so... I don't remember ever actually eating any of the strawberries, if we had any. I do remember the strawberries would always bloom and turn first. Yeah. And they're kind of finicky, too. They only bloom if it's, like, ideal climate for them. Otherwise, they're like, nope, not producing. I have something about that, but it's somewhere else on my list. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The majority of their roots are located in the top three inches of the soil. Interesting. So they're a shallow rooting plant. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense to me, just knowing mm-hmm. that I've seen strawberry plants before. Yeah. They're not very tall, so they don't need, like, super deep roots. Do you know what percent of American households eat strawberries? What percent? Mm-hmm. 87? 94. Oh, even more than I thought. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't like strawberries. Our friend Ashley's daughter did have a strawberry allergy when she was a baby. I don't know if she does now. That was 10 years ago, which is wild. (laughs) That is wild. Okay, so I don't know what this number is exactly. Like, I can read it, but I was confused when I read it, and I just wrote it down how it said. Okay, so Americans eat this many pounds a year of fresh strawberries, but I think that it means one single American will eat this many pounds a year. Because it's very low. Okay. Seven? 3.4. I'm what? like, that's only three and a half packages. Yeah. That doesn't seem like enough strawberries. No. I was going to buy three would... at once. <laughs> yeah, I definitely eat more than that per year. Yeah, that was wild to me, right? I'm like, that. clearly that has to be like, the average American will eat this many, and not like, Americans as a whole, because that's obviously not true. No. Um, we also eat... This many pounds of frozen strawberries on top of the fresh strawberries. 1.5? 1.8. Oh, okay. Very close. One acre will produce about 50,000 pounds of strawberries. Whoa. Right? That's so much. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Considering how many acres there are in the world that produce strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, they don't grow on all the acres. No. But yes, that Just produce strawberries. 
Especially when you consider that strawberries are grown in every state and Canadian province. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 75% of the strawberries grown in America are grown in California. So they are grown in every state, but very little because <laughs> they are mostly from California. Mostly from California. Would you like to guess how many billion pounds of strawberries California produces per year? Billion pounds? Yes. 22? One. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> One billion pounds. One billion pounds. One billion dollars. <laughs> that came to my mind. In California, each acre produces, or each acre of strawberry producing land produces 21 tons a year. That's so much. Right? 21 tons. That's 42,000 pounds. Because a ton is 2,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. You good, bro? Yeah. It's just that one acre... I guess that, I guess it does say about 50,000 pounds. I don't know what the over-under was on that number. <laughs> so far, under. Also in California, 23,000 acres are planted a year. Okay. All of these numbers are like, if you want to do the math, you could figure out the answer to the other ones. <laughs> but it's just fun facts. They are. Peak harvest season in California is April through June. Also in California. Do you know how many millions of baskets are shipped daily baskets yes millions it is multiple this time <laughs> yes seven ten and i don't exactly okay. know what basket means <laughs> i was gonna say what what does that mean Cause i that don't know if it's like... like that little green one you know that you yeah. would get at like the farmer's market or if it's like i don't know what a basket means that was my first question yes would you like to guess the second biggest producer of strawberries in the u.s like a state yeah texas Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, they have 5,000 commercial acres that grow strawberries. Would you like okay. to guess the third? It's not Texas. Not Texas. Strawberries. <laughs> is it Oregon? It is not. Even close. <laughs> okay. It is North Carolina. That is surprising to me. Right? With 1,600 commercial acres. Um, each plant is handpicked every three days. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ancient Romans used to use strawberries to treat everything from depression to fever and sore throat. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't really know how eating strawberries makes you less sad, but also strawberries can make you less sad, so I get it. Right? I was going to say, like, I don't know if they do chemically, but they make me happy. So. Yeah. I mean, I like strawberries, so sure. <laughs> I guess for the sore throat, though, it would be, like, sweet and cool. Mm -hmm. And for the fever, it would also, like, be something cool. Um, the flavor can be affected by weather, variety, ripeness, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Different fact. The perfect temperature for strawberries is 55 to 78 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. It's going to be different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Drastically different. Yeah, I mean, the the temperature will be the same. The number will be different. Yes. And I don't know what that is. The somethings to the 30s, I would guess. I don't know. People are always like, oh, it's 35. I think it would be the upper teens to like the like upper 20s, low 30s. Yeah, it's definitely the, I think that I don't know because everyone's like, oh, it's 35 today and it's so hot. I'm like, I don't know. what That means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I don't know what that means. No. I know that there's a conversion, there's the nine-fifths and the five-ninths, and I don't know which one is which and what the other numbers are. <laughs> Why can't we just add or subtract, like, 30 and call it good? Right. Strawberries can be produced by seed, by just planting a fruit, and you know, it can grow. Or, more commonly, by cutting off runners and replanting those. So the plants. Yes. That's how I've always planted them with my dad, was we always got, like, little starters from other people, and then they just kind of grew. Yeah, that's the more common way. And finally, North Americans were eating strawberries long before Europeans landed in North America. Wild strawberries were once plentiful in America. The first colonizers at Jamestown were inundated with them. It was the custom of local tribes in Massachusetts and the surrounding areas to burn areas of plants and forests to make space for corn, thus creating fertile places for the wild strawberry to establish itself. As the white man pushed west, the strawberry was there to greet them. From Kentucky to Alaska, the wild strawberry had a claim. As towns started to grow, cultivated areas grew with them, which displaced the wild strawberry. 
As wealth and time became more plentiful, interest in the plant turned toward domestication. Strawberries were here to be conquered. We uprooted the best varieties and sent them back to England to make them better. The strawberry becomes an apt metaphor for colonialism on American soil. In this plant, we find a story of deprioritization and displacement of the indigenous in favor of an imported supremacy. Damn. Yeah, well. I do love strawberries. They're probably one of my favorite fruits. Mm-hmm. They're also a, they're also a very hearty and well-growing plant until you try to <laughs> force them to be what you want them right? to be. Then they're like, nope, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Strawberries are very stubborn. I like it. Yeah. I love all strawberry. Strawberry. I love all strawberry flavored things. Even like artificial strawberry. I just like it. I'm not a fan, usually. I just like real strawberries. I mean, real strawberries are the preferred. But if there's going to be an artificial flavor that I would say I'd like, generally, it would be strawberry. No. (laughs) I don't like fake strawberry or raspberry, generally. Yeah. I like strawberry shortcakes, also. Mm -hmm. My favorite is getting Twinkies and cutting up strawberries and putting them on that. I've never done that. You should. As soon as I make a vegan Twinkie, I'll get on it. (laughs) (laughs) We could make strawberry shortcakes while we're down there. Vegan dough. Good. They're easy. But we're going to have cupcakes. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think. I I do love strawberries. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably my favorite smoothie flavor, actually. Yeah. Like, especially the strawberry banana combo. But more specifically, like, a good strawberry smoothie. Just like, sometimes I crave it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't do that with any other smoothie. I had strawberries on my salad today. <laughs> it's good. You did. With that poppy seed dressing, it looked dank. It's good. So good. I was actually reading a recipe the other day. Maybe it was actually earlier today at work. It was a spinach and strawberry feta salad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was it, was it just those ingredients? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. well, no, there was others too. <laughs> okay. But like, those are the main ingredients. And then it said to use a dressing. And I was like, hey, what kind of dressing would I use? And then I saw your poppy seed and I was like... I would use a poppy seed dressing on my strawberry salad. Yeah. I was going to do balsamic, but... That would be my go-to, probably. Yes. Well, I don't have, like, actual actual balsamic, like, vinegar, but I had a balsamic vinaigrette in the cabinet, but it was old and apparently expired in 2019. So oh, I was damn. like, okay, well, poppy seed it is. Poppy seed it is. Yeah, your salad looked real good. It, was, it made me crave strawberry feta salad. Yeah. There's this place here in Portland that was called Garden Bar. Mm-hmm. They were just bought out by a company called Evergreens, but they had a location in downtown. And right before they closed, I got a salad that had strawberries on it, and it was so good. But they haven't reopened back up yet. And I'm like, come on, man. I want your strawberry salad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like me. strawberries on a salad. That's probably... If I'm going to have fruit on a salad, it's going to be a strawberry or I'm going to want it I, to be a strawberry. <laughs> right. For me, it's strawberry or pear. I do like a good pear on a salad. Yeah. But... Those I are two like... very different moods for me, though. Yeah. Kind of. Like, <laughs> if I want... I don't generally put fruit on my salad, so, like, mm. if I'm feeling, like, fruity on my salad, it would be one of those two. Yeah. Sometimes cranberries, but generally strawberries is the go-to. Yeah. Strawberries are good. Yes, they are. I would agree with that two-year-old me would agree with that too i used to squeeze strawberries in my hands until the juice ran down my arms that was my gig apparently (laughs) my grandparents owned a buffet and they would always just like bring me a plate of strawberries and i would sit there and like squeeze them and then mash them into my face we did that with strawberries and watermelon watermelon is also good i was gonna say watermelon is also good i talked about it last year that was mostly just an excuse to do the whole colonizer thing by the way oh i figured it just makes me mad yeah, right? So we like, came we could over just have all these wild strawberries, but we tried to fucking domesticate them. Like, the assholes we are. Like, we came over here and we're like, wow, it's like the Garden of Eden. Look at... Let's make it better! Look look at all this. It's plentiful. And we can do anything here. And then we ripped it all out and it's like, no, that's not how it works. It's plentiful because the people who already lived here figured out how to do it. <laughs> it isn't that anything will grow everywhere. Right? How fucking egotistical were we too? Like, let's make this better. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. No, it's fine. It's growing yeah. just fine here, thanks. Yeah. Apparently, we also started politician naming strawberries after politicians. Oh, we could stop that trend any day now. Well, <laughs> there's like, because they were like, oh, 
will name this plant after me and then people will know that I'm a real salt of the earth guy. <laughs> and then like that plant tastes bad and nobody wants to eat it and then it's associated with you forever. <laughs> uh, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> this plant tastes bad. That's the whole thing with Colfax strawberries. They're like, they have really nice flowers, but they're bitter as hell, apparently. Really? <laughs> yeah, but he was like a politician and that was one of the things. He's like, oh, well, name the strawberry after you and call it the Colfax strawberry. And then like, it's bad. <laughs> sucked yeah maybe that's why i don't know who colfax is in our history exactly <laughs> it's like this is terrible if you know nothing about planting then this is a terrible idea <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. <laughs> all right dude it's 10 30 i'm fading fast yeah i kind of brought it hours. down there too <laughs> you're fine my four and a half hours of sleep is oh no yeah i going yeah. away i got up at quickly like six this morning so <laughs> i'm good okay shall we go to sleep Yes. Okay. I am. My eyes are <laughs> And it's not because I'm stoned. Or drunk. I know. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening to our show. If you would like to tell us more things that the colonizers fucked up, you can go ahead and do that on Twitter and Instagram at YesDudePodcast. Yes. <laughs> you can also go ahead and uh, rate and review wherever you are listening. That really helps us out. I did. Did you have anything else? Good night. I do not. Okay. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.